glorify and magnify the matchless name of Jesus. For there is no other name, no other name given among men by which we must be saved. And that is, but by the name of Jesus. And if you choose not to obey the gospel and serve Jesus, I'm letting you know right now, I don't know what else you're doing, but it ain't going to work. I don't know what else you're going to try, but it ain't going to work. Because it's only by the name of Jesus where there will be deliverance. We will be rescued. We will be helped in times like these. The Bible is right. These are dangerous times. And and, and I don't know about you, but that uh, France and the terror that they uh, went through during their equivalent to our uh, 4th of July, Independence Day. It's their Independence Day. And and, and, uh, and to have someone with the ideology to just believe in their mind that they're going to be a martyr. And they're going to grab a truck and it's going to run over men, women, boys, and girls. And going to take their lives from them and then let themselves perish be shot or, or whatever done to them, die, yeah, right. and, and, and think that's a good thing. That, 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 that is a bad thing. Amen. That is a bad thing. I, I don't like that word martyr. No. Martyr means you doing you. Do you. Right. You ain't got to bring everybody with you. Right. Martyr means you dying for something. Well, okay, if that you believe in that, you die for it. Right. Do you. You ain't got to do everybody else. Right. It just goes to show you the erroneousness, the, 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 un, the, the, the unmitigated goal of someone to believe that they have a right to affect others with their hurts and with their hatred. I like what Brother Bill said this morning in the sermon. He said that you hate the sin, not the sinner, equivalent of what he said. And, 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 and when you're looking at what's happening, they already have told you on TV and the news that it's, it's, it's over here too, and it's and it's and, and it's just a matter of time before they hit our malls and all this other stuff. Just a matter of time, because those are dangerous times. But I come to let you know. I come to let you know. Don't panic. Don't 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 let fear paralyze you, because our freedom is in Christ. It is not in the cruelty of this world. It's not in the chaos of this world. Our liberty is in Jesus Christ. All you're seeing is our God at work. Because he already told you what's going to happen. He said they're watching and saying, here it come. Because he already know. So we want to make sure that we're ready. We got our minds made up and we're still in the evangelistic business. Telling everybody that Jesus saves and Jesus is the deliverer. Jesus will rescue you if you allow him and come to Jesus Christ. I want to pause and say that what a great parenting session that went on yesterday here at the building. I had to take Aaron and Andrea back up to Camp Monotani, so I missed it. But they they tell me it was a good time. The the, 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 the teens and the the adults, the parents got together and talked about some stuff, even the stuff that's happening in our culture today. Because the children want to know what's going on too. Somebody got to be ready to to help them to understand these things. And again, so they won't panic. They won't be all messed up. I also want to let you know, too, that um, on this morning at the 8 o'clock service, we did have to use our emergency response ministry once again. And the ambulance and the fire department had to come. We had someone who who had uh, some type of uh, medical issue, attack of some sort, that they had to put him on a stretcher and take him over to Franklin Square Hospital. We want to pray for our brother Red and his family. Um, that all will be well with them. He was coming around as they were taking him out a little bit. We want to pray that God will be with them. And again, that's why you need to have the emergency response team, the nurses and the doctors and our health people who are here in the building for when these things happen, because they will happen. 
that they can respond and they will be ready to respond as they did this morning, to be ready to do what God has gifted them to do. Amen. And that is to care about other folk. Right. The rest of us, we just stay out the way. Don't be hovering around. Don't be grabbing all around. No, no, let, let, let them breathe. Yeah. Back up and let the people who, who are trained yeah. do the things that they're going to do. When we can do it, come on and pray. Right. Amen? Amen. We let them do down here, and we do this right here. And we know that our God is a deliverer. So I want to pray for that family as they're at Franklin Square Hospital right now tending to their loved one. Also, I want to let you know that on the radio yesterday, we, we it's funny, all the weeks on the radio, we're not getting any calls coming into the radio station. And yesterday, uh, it struck my mind, because brother, uh, uh, world, it's just really they're doing the backpacks in Sandtown. Now I said, if you call right now, you get a free backpack. So the Cooper said, that rung the phone. <laughs> again, again, and, 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 and you know what? And again, I'm like Paul, by any means that we may attain to that which we seek after, which is helping people to know Jesus Christ. So I'll, we'll call them back. They're getting a free backpack. And they're getting a talk from us about Jesus Christ. You know, I told brother, we got well, we're gonna do that then. We got all these backpacks. We're gonna do that a little bit. Get some, get, get people because we and, and and you might say, brother, but they just should just call and want to know the gospel. Well, this is a different mindset. This is a different mindset that that, that that that's operating down here, and that religion has been so much talked about until people are hesitant and what they want to see now. They don't want to hear about it no more. They want to see the light. They want to see the salt of the earth. They want to see it in our lives. Amen. And so we want to live it unto Jesus Christ, the Amen. Son of God. So uh, as far as backpacks are concerned, you see the boxes in the hall, get your backpacks, drop them in there so we can go down Sandtown and give them out Amen. and talk to them about Jesus Christ, the Amen. Son of the living God. Any other type of, of back-to-school stuff from the dollar store, whatever, just bring it on, drop it in the box, and we'll give it out down there let them know we love them. Yeah. And, 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 and we want them to know Jesus Christ right. in a very real way. Um, one more thing I want to say is, and you'll see it on the screen a little later on, as I said last week, our uh, leadership selection confirmation day, the time that we will select will be on September the 18th, 2016. The both AM services and the evening service can do it early for those few 35 or 40 that don't come in the morning. They work at night. They can do it a little early that week. Um, to get that in there so we can continue the process of adding leaders to the congregation Amen. whereby we may grow Amen. and do God's will and work God's will. Is that all right? It's all right. Luke chapter 9, verse 20. Uh, Luke chapter 9. Nope. Matthew. All right. Math wait, 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 wait. The reason why I said Luke is because that's in my sermon too. Okay? Okay. I ain't, I ain't come from nowhere. That's right. You're going to be going to Luke, but right now we're going to Matthew. Chapter 17. Verse number 9 through 13. Wow. Now, here we go. Now, remember, from this lesson entitled, Don't Panic When God is at Work. Don't panic when God is at work. The Bible says here in Matthew chapter 17, verses 9 through 13, And as they came down from the mountain, that's the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. And the disciple asked him, saying, Why then say the scribes that Elias must first come? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elias truly shall first come and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elias is come already, and they knew him not but have done unto him whatsoever they desired or listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Then the disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. See, there's some stuff that happens in the Bible. And... Some of this stuff in the last days is going to be reflected right before our eyes. But we as God's children 
going to have to have the ability to see the work of God. Right before our very not panic, not run, but just take a mental note that our God is at work. Because it was God who said that sin was going to abound. It was God who said that in these last days, perilous times going to come. It was God who says, one day I'm not going to leave you down here. I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you and I'm going to take you out of here. But until that day, love me. Wait. Be watchful. Be vigilant. Be patient. Just as the first century church lived in times like these where Christians and others were being slaughtered and killed and, and fed the lions and, 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 put, and, and lit up by fire on stakes and all this other stuff. We're living in times now where they don't need a stake. They got a, they got a bomb. They got C4. They got trucks. They got guns. They got knives. They got all kinds of crazy stuff. They got this thing called a, I don't want to scare you, called a dirty bomb. All kinds of stuff. And that's why if you're in the audience today, I'm telling you, I'm begging you, I'm beseeching you, you better get right with Jesus. You better stop playing around. You better stop hesitating because one day you got to leave here. One day you got to see him and you want to see his face in peace. So you got to recognize the signs. You got to see when God is at work. And not only see when God is not is at work, see when he's at work in your life. There are some things God does for us in our lives that if you're not astute, if you're not alert, if you're not vigilant, you're going to miss it. And he sent a sign unto you. Here we have in our lesson today. That Jesus know he has to die and he has to prepare for the death. So what Jesus decides to do is he says here, I'm going to do some things and I'm going to say some things that that folk will not understand until later. But I got to show them now. There's some stuff in your life that's going to happen that you're not going to understand today. But later you're going to know that was the work of God. In my life. So Jesus decided that he was going to take three witnesses on a on a on a outing. So he selected in Matthew 17 and 1, he selected the three that he had come accustomed of taking them aside and showing them some stuff he might not show the twelve. Why did he do that? Because there was some stuff he, he had decided being God that all of them didn't need to see, but he just needed enough to see it to make it be understood and certified. The Bible said by the mouth of two or three witnesses to everything be certified. So he decided to take his two or three witnesses. He takes Peter, James, and, and, and John, his brother. And it said he bringeth them up into a high mountain. Now, I don't know what it is about God and mountains. But he just loves himself some mountains. See, we city folk, we don't even know no mountains. So we say mountains, we just do like this. We look and see the mountains. But to go up in the mountain. Now, not everybody, some of you, I know you've been in a mountain. I know you've been in a mountain. I ain't a mountain guy. I'm a mountain guy. I'm, I'm, I'm concrete. But some of you like the, you know, black bears and you want to see the wilderness and you want to touch the deers and you want to see the foxes run around and, you know, you want to feed the antelopes and all that stuff. Go, go do your thing. Give me a poodle. Give me a cat. Give me a domesticated animal. That's all right. But Jesus loved the mountains. He goes up into the mountain. And I like this what he said. And he went up into a high mountain. Why? Obviously, this was something that he wanted to get far away from the crowd. Because he had something to show them that's going to blow their minds. 
He takes him up to the mountain. And you know he often went up to the mountain and prayed and went up to the mountain and meditated and did all these other things. But he took him up into the mountain. And when he takes him up into the mountain, the Bible says here that verse 2, and was transfigured before them. Now, let me say this. The mountain scene was powerful, but this glorification thing is going to blow their minds. Why do you say that, preacher? Because there's going to be some stuff that's going to be a little different that you might not catch. But there's going to be some stuff in your life that's going to blow your mind. And some of us already, all of you already been through some stuff. Some of you shouldn't be sitting in here today and you know it. You know you should have been taken out by something. You know you weren't supposed to be at that place. You weren't supposed to be at that location. You weren't supposed to be eating this. You weren't supposed to be eating this. You ain't supposed to be talking smart to this person and that person. And they doing like this. You don't even know it. And you just stopped just in time. You said, that, and that's all I got to say. Had no idea. A little bit more, you was going to be taken out. You don't even know the car accident you should have been in. You don't even know why God slowed you up or why God speeded you up or why God told you don't go this way but go that way. That was God at work in your life. Because that's just how God works. He, the Bible said it has been a Hebrews 9 and 27. It has been appointed. Until man wants to die. If it's not your day, you ain't going nowhere. But if it is your day, can't nobody help you. These men goes up into the goes up into the mountain apart. And here's the thing about going up into the mountain apart. Now, as you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are what we call the synoptic gospels. Meaning they are seen alike. They are alike. And there's some information that might be in one. That's not in another one. Why is that? Because you got Matthew who's writing it from his perspective. He might add some stuff or not add some stuff that he don't think you need to know. It might be some stuff. Well, I ain't going to say that. It might be some stuff he's going to say. Well, you might got Luke. As a historian, he might want to go in detail about some stuff. So don't fight when it said after when Jesus died, there was one angel and then another one said there was two angels. As long as you know angels was there. That's what that the angel, that's other angel might have left, but or one might have came after he left. So when you look at the text here, the text says here, and I want you to know that they went up to a high mountain apart. But one thing I want you to know about the text is in Luke 9 and 32 in the same story it's going to give you some additional information this here says that they when they went up into the high mountain apart when you look down here at verse number 32 it says while the transfigured, when it first got started, when Jesus first got started being transfigured, they were not awake. They were asleep. Y'all see that there? But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory. See, you got to stay alert. They almost missed it. They're asleep. They, he ain't take a, he ain't bring them up there to take a nap. But y'all know how we are. If stuff don't happen right away, we go to sleep. It's like a preacher. Preacher, preacher. See, everybody don't take off preaching like a helicopter. I like helicopters, me personally. I want boom. But you got some preachers. They're like, they're like, they're like 747. They gotta go down the runway. They got to go down the runway. And see, what they don't know that I learned about some of the folk. It's by the time they get ready to take off, you sleep. They're going to go high, but they ain't going to go high right away. I, I like that jumping up. But no, no, some folk, everybody ain't like that. Some folk want to set the text. 
They want to lay the foundation. They want to build a mighty demonic castle and all this stuff. I want a helicopter. Boom. They up here about to miss something because Luke 9 and 32 said they sleeping. And there's some transfiguration going on. So when you look at, 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 at Luke, you're also going to see when they woke up, it says here, uh, uh, verse 32, but Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood beside him. They almost, see, they were already here. See, Matthew said, y'all need to know all that. Just know it was a transfiguration. But Luke, the historian, said, I want to tell you, they sleep. They sleep and woke up and caught the action. The action was already in progress when they woke up. What I want you to know, brothers and sisters, is, is that whenever you are talking about God's glorification, you're talking about, go back to Matthew 17 and 9, 17 and 2, where it says, and Jesus was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun. See, Matthew wants y'all to know that. That his face did shine as the whose face. Jesus, Matthew said, let me tell you how he was changed. You had flesh and blood at first. When we woke up and saw him, it wasn't no face. It was a giant super flashlight coming from his face. When we woke up and saw it, we saw it that, that, that not only that, we saw that his, his, his clothing, earthly clothing, had become a, a splendid with divine brilliance. Oh, let me read the text. Let me read the text. It says here, his face did shine as the sun. His raiment was white as the light. And see, we can't understand that because we look at, we think, we have a different thing of white. Y'all know there's a lot of shades of white. And with the Bible trying to say, it was the whitest light. It was white, 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 light. Blinding. No, you but but why, but why you gotta emphasize that? Imagine you in the mountain watching this. It's all his face is beaming, his, his countenance is beaming, his clothes, he just boom. See, listen. But this was done not to make them panic. See, sometimes when God do his work. And he's scared the world. Sometimes he scares some of us. See, God saying, you're supposed to be my, my people who knew this was coming before it came. You're supposed to have read the prophecies and the sacred texts. You're supposed to know my power. You're supposed to know my, nothing should take you by surprise. You're my children. You know I opened up the Red Sea. You're my children. You know I called the sun to stand still for a day. You're my children. You know I fed them with manna from heaven. You're my children. You know I gave a blind man his sight. You're my children. You know I raised Lazarus from the dead. You're my children. You know that I'm my power. So don't panic when you see me doing some stuff that blow your mind. He's a mind-blowing God. Don't panic. Just watch. That's why soon I saw that thing on Thursday, all that stuff. I was in last days. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I just, it's terrible, but last days. Last days. So they up there and they see all this splendor. They see all this wonder. And then I want you to understand that when they woke up and when they saw all this, they also saw two men. That's what Luke said. Luke 9, 36, they saw two men, Elias, and they saw Moses. Now, here's a question. Back in those times, how did they know that was Moses? 
They have cameras. How they know that was Elias? Let me tell you how. See, when you really into what you into, folk around you is supposed to know or been given all the information you got about that thing you into. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't got it yet. Y'all ain't got it yet. If we know that Jesus is coming, and we know he's coming like a thief in the night, everybody around us should know our God's coming like a thief in the night. The Bible says he's coming, and when he's coming, that judgment will start in the house of God. Everybody around us should know it ain't starting out there, it's starting right here. I believe that the scribes and, and, and those leaders back then, they talked about this so Moses was their great lawgiver and Elias was their great prophet. They talked about him so much until the people had an idea. Oh, church, right? See, you know what? Y'all can't understand it from that illustration, but y'all understand it from y'all stuff. See, there's some stuff that you want people to know. For instance, when you meet Mr. Snake, when you meet him and you get back to your girls, they say, where you been? Say, I, I, I met this guy. They said, what guy? No, they don't call him Snake. They scared. We, could, we know where the years, but they don't call him that. They just say he was, this girl made my toes curl. They said, and they said, and they said tell me about him. He about 6'1". So he had this T-shirt on. You just seen her. I was cut, you know. So I think he had eight pack. Eight pack. And then you want to get into detail and say, and his hair, it was all woolly. Hair, all his chest. All, see, everybody don't need to know that, but you gotta tell them. His hair, but hair, chest, you know. You know and, 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 and well groomed, well groomed, cut down, well, well groomed, well, well, well groomed, cut too. And, and when he talked, he talked with, with, he knew what to say, flair. He just said, hey girl. Oh, but the way he said, but the way he, but the way he said, see, see, we know how to be descriptive. When we want to be the guy, same thing with us. When we meet Miss Thing, you know the one who got like two names, she got her name in the alter ego? What you call that thing? Whatever that thing, you know, you know that stuff, her. Yeah, man, I, I met her, man. Man, she was hot. Fine. He saw descriptions and all this stuff and the perfume she was wearing and, and, and how she walked. She said she walked like a cat. We know how to describe stuff we want to describe. And that we know how to describe stuff. Why can't we describe Jesus? Why can't we describe our God? We ain't never seen him, but we know his attributes. We know his character. We know he's a loving God. He's a kind God. He's a merciful God. But also he's a God of severity. He's a God of justice. He's a God of truth. He, not only is that, he's a God, not only that, he's a God that loves his children but hates sin and despises iniquity. Why can't we describe our God to the world? Somebody had described Elias and Moses enough for these guys to get it. To look over there and see a Moses and see Elias standing with him. Somebody said, well, brother, hold on. How you know that somebody didn't tell them who they were? All I know is the text said, Peter said, look, let me make three tabernacles. And he was naming, anybody tell him nothing, he was naming folk. See, but let me tell you, 
while he was doing this. I want y'all to go back to Luke 9. And Luke 9, let me give you another fascinating thing that's happening here that you ain't getting with Matthew. Matthew decided not to tell us that. But Luke said, I want to, let me tell you this. It says here in verse number, let's pick it up here in verse number 33. It came to pass as they departed him. Who? Elias and Moses. Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias, not knowing what he said. See, 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 see. We always say, you know, Peter was talking crazy. But now you know the Bible says, yes, he was. The Bible said he's trying to make Moses and Elias equivalent to the Son of God. And he's not. They, he, he, they don't deserve nothing. Jesus. Deserve, they work for Jesus. They Jesus boys. So when you're looking at the text here, you can see here that, yes, they are renowned men. Yes, these men are a men are, uh, to the Jews. They mean something to them, but they're nothing compared to Jesus Christ. So God said, I got to have a talk with them. The Bible said in verse 34. Now, I say, see, Matthew don't give you this. Watch this. Well, he thus spake. Matthew just said there came a voice from heaven. But Luke said, while they spoke, there came a cloud. A cloud, a, a, a cloud that came around them. That's God said, I'm going to get you. Yeah, yeah. Now they overshadow them. Now, overshadow means it's everywhere. If something overshadows you, that means it covers you. This cloud came, and this cloud overshadowed them. It said, and what? They were scared. They were in fear. As they entered into the, as the cloud, now that don't mean they walked into the cloud. As the cloud was getting around them, they're, they're entering into this cloud. And entering into the cloud, they scared because they know that when this stuff like this, unlike us, they watching. And they said, uh-oh, clouds start coming around them. And how do we know something ain't right? Because they got scared. They get scared. See, and not only did they get scared, then it says here, and there came a voice out of the cloud. Out of the cloud saying, this is my son. Hear him. Watch this, 36. And when the voice passed, Jesus was found alone. He was found alone. Watch this now. And it says here, and they kept it close and told no man. Go back over to Matthew 17. Let's see what Matthew got to say. Matthew says here in verse 6, and when the disciples heard it, heard what? That voice. Matthew said, they fell to their face. They weren't just standing, they scared. See, they were so scared, they, 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 listen. Lord, I would, Lord, won't you, won't you make us sometimes do some work in our lives that blow our mind, Lord, just make us just fall. Oh, Lord, oh, oh, listen, listen. The closest thing that I can think about that really makes us do something like that it's usually like when you're in that car accident and all of a sudden the car hits you and stuff starts going in slow motion. You start spinning around. You're calling Jesus and Gabriel, Michael, anybody you can think of. Yes. And the car is spinning. And the car is spinning. And it's going in slow motion. And it's spinning. And all of a sudden, Right there, your mind is everywhere, your heart is everywhere, you're nervous, you're saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, 
J-E-S-U-S. J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. That's all. Because anything you can think about, because he got you, you realize I should be, I'm alive. You like I'm alive. It's right there at that moment. Dude, nothing else matters. You ain't thinking about telephone bill. You ain't thinking about electric bill. You ain't thinking about husband. You ain't thinking about wife. You ain't thinking about children. You thinking about I'm alive. Lord, we might need a few more of those. Not, not, not accidents, but situations. That Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all. As soon as I said that, y'all was like, hmm? That will make us, Lord, remember and fall to our knees and be able to say, Lord, you have my attention. You are my God. I am not perfect, but I'm forgiven. And I just need you to keep working with me, Lord. Working with me. Don't give up on me. Don't let me go. Don't kick me to the side. Don't take your joy away. Don't take your praise away. Don't take my life away. Don't take your presence away. Don't they stay right here with me. I need you, Lord. Bible says here that they're having that moment it says here they fell to their faces and then the Bible says here not only did they did they uh, fall to their face and they were sore afraid to me that's shaking sore afraid but I love Jesus he loves us so much Jesus see him they all messed up now he see him he all by himself Luke says he's all by himself he see him, they shaking. <laughs> Jesus walks up to him and say, fellas, watch the text, watch the text, watch the text. Jesus walked over to them, the Bible said, and touched them and said, what? Get up, arise, and don't panic. Be not afraid. Don't panic. Don't be all upset here. That's just, that, that was my, my, you said something wrong. You're trying to equal me with Moses and Elijah. You kind of upset daddy a little bit. So he came down here and to throw a cloud around you and, and scream at you a little bit. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. I got you. I got you. But that was God. At, don't panic. That's just God. When stuff happens in your life and it's all things work together for good, sometimes God got to shake your tree. Sometimes God got to smack you upside your head. Sometimes God got to shake your body just to get you back. Don't, don't panic. They threaten to... Kick you off the job. They threaten to fire you. Don't panic. You about to get laid off. Don't panic. Life's about to get cut off. Don't panic. All things work together for good to those who love God. You might need to lose that job. I, I, I don't want you to lose the job, but you might need to. Some folks don't know how good it is to have a job. Talking all that stuff on the job. So fire me. I don't care. I'm doing that. I don't care. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. I don't care. But write me up and all this stuff. Maybe you need. Because when you got a job, it's so easy to get a job. Everybody calling you. Can you work here? Can you work here? Can you work? No, I got a job. I got a job. But as soon as you are out of work, nobody calling you. And that they all call and they call you and say, you still looking for a job? You say, yes, okay, bye. <laughs> you still looking for a job? Yeah, you, you put your application in? Yeah, okay, we'll call you. That's it. That's it. And sometimes we need, even in the Lord's house, when we're not evangelizing, when we're not teaching, when we're not doing the thing God will have us to do, we're not bringing our children to Bible class, he needs to shake our lives. So we can do what's right. He needs to do something so we can go, oh, God, I need you. He said, oh, child, I need you to get to work, too. I don't know why this is always a one-way thing. Oh, God, I need you. Oh, God, I need you. Oh, God. He said, oh, I need thee. What time is it? I'm almost done. Wait a minute. Then, not only do you have that, you have it where these individuals finally, finally, have seen something that 
rarely have man seen. And the text in Luke said, don't keep that close. Keep that. Well, I'm glad, boy, some of us right here be like broken refrigerators. You know, we can't keep nothing close. God says, God do something and say, shh. You, 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 you're shaking. You can't even touch. These men, look at the text now. Look at the text. The Bible says here, and let's go to Luke first when he said keep it close. I'm going to show you that. Luke chapter 9 and verse 1 and chapter 9, verse 1 is verse number 36. And when a voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it close and told no man in those days any of those things which they have sent church. They told no until Jesus died. They zipped their mouth up. Lord, soon as a little bit of gossip flying in the congregation. That's a little teeny, but ain't, it ain't that much. It ain't that much. You know, Sister So-and-so had, had them glasses on. I saw a little black eye back there. Girl, did you see that? I think that's what I saw. Doc, I think he hit a man. Oh, I don't know. Nobody, nobody know what happened. She take her glasses off, yes, the eyes black. Oh, I knew it. Ah, there it is, there it is. And we have knuckle marks. I know them when I see them, all kinds of. <laughs> you know how we exaggerate. Come on, y'all. We we you know how we are. We we like we like Jurassic Park. You know, when you ain't got all the DNA, you fill it in. You fill all your fill your stuff in. You know, it's gonna be your way or the highway. And, and, and usually we embarrass because we so far from the truth, then all of a sudden ain't nobody say that. Mine's over right. I just said. I just said she had glasses on. That's all I said. You told me that she was black. You know, all that stuff. These men saw Jesus transfigure. You know they wanted to. You think they wanted to tell somebody. You think they were just dying to say, guess what I saw? You ain't going to believe this. But they kept it close to him. Jesus and, and, and Matthew... Jesus commanded them to keep it close. Y'all see that? Verse 9. And, and he as, and as they came down from the mountain, Jesus command, charged them, commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. Jesus said, Keep it quiet. I believe when God is working in our lives, some things you tell, but some things we got to learn. That's between you and God. There's some things, some things we need, we need to, uh, 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 let me shut my Bible up, time to go, but let me say this. See, the church is, it's like a big net. And our job is to bring everybody into the church. But everybody haven't had the best life outside of Christ. But they still can be saved and obey the gospel. But there's some folk that come to my office and tell me some of their background. And there's some stuff I say, tell no man. There's some stuff I say between you and don't tell no man. Everybody can't handle. Everybody can't handle that. Boy, I used to steal everything. But I stole from my mother, I stole from my uncle, my cousin, I stole from my job. I still tell no man. Tell no man. Because the minute something get missing, I know who got it. I know you got it. I knew when he was standing up there to get baptized. I said, he ain't confess, right? He just said, you say, you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? See, he ain't say yes, he said, yeah. See, he, he wasn't real. I knew it. I knew it. I told y'all don't do don't baptize. Y'all baptize him. Now he's stealing everything off the no, no, see, no. no. There's some, see, and there's some stuff that you going through. Don't tell everybody. Everybody don't need to know. Yes, there are some things we need to, some things we don't need to know. Oh, y'all ain't got it. You come in here and you on a sexual offender list? Tell leadership. Right, right. 
so we can just keep up. But you ain't got to go and tell everybody. You know, I got a confession to make. No, 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 no. Tell, 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 tell. We'll make sure you don't go downstairs during Bible school hours. That's our job. Oh, church, I got to go. Everybody, see, everybody, everybody. There, Jesus understood there was some things people can handle, and there's some things folk can't handle, and if some things happen to you today, you can tell it tomorrow, but not today. You can tell it later on. Some of you got stories. You told it already, but we already trust you now. We already see the fruits of your good works now. We already see that you are, we see you fixed, but you couldn't have told us when you first came. Jesus said, I command you, tell no man to ask the I've arisen from the dead. And to close out the lesson, and then they ask him about Elias. And why the scribes saying he must come? Jesus had to say, listen, he came already. He came already. And they did whatever they wanted to do with him. At first, they didn't know who Jesus was talking about. But as Jesus spoke, they got it. They said, he's talking about John the Baptist. God tells us, church, don't panic when God is at work in your life. Don't panic when God is at work in this world. Don't panic. When you see the things happening in France and the things happening in Britain, things happening in Orlando, things happening in California, don't panic. God said the last days are coming. Now, we can make comments about it, but don't panic as if we don't have a God on us. The whole world panicking. Oh, we're so scared. Oh, the church, we ain't panicking. We realize the sinful world has sown all this stuff. And now it's harvest time. There's nothing we can do. Y'all didn't get what I just said. My example would be, you ain't raised your child right when they was little. And they grow up and you smack them, they smack you back. That's harvest time. You didn't put the fear of God in them when they were little. You were their buddy. That's my buddy. My daughter is my buddy. My, my son is my buddy. He's my best friend. And then he grow up and you want to give him some instructions or you want to say something hard to him, say, you're not doing it in my house. Get out of my house. And you say, let's go now. He said, who are you talking to? And now you got a Zebo saying, well, I'm talking to you. You ain't talking to me. You just having to touch his chest and he just hit you. And you say, You know, I'm shocked. No, that was your buddy. If he was your son, yeah, Eric is bigger than me, but I'm not afraid of him. When I say do something, I want, I want it done. Period. Eric is smart as she want to be. She's a smart girl, but I'm daddy. And that's it. And I'm just letting you know, because you raise them right. Some of you ain't here, little ladies in here. I see y'all, y'all four foot one and everything. But I see y'all, I, 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 Sister Gail, I see her. You saw Brother Daryl. Big guy. Big guy. She go up to him and say, now, son, calm down. Mom, 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 something hurt somebody. Calm down. That's the way it's supposed to be. Oh, I'm tired, church. I'm tired. That's my lesson. That's my, don't panic. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation and you know this world is in trouble and you know that you need to be saved today, don't you leave this building. I wouldn't leave this building without hearing, believing, and getting baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of my, I wouldn't, I'd be scared to go out into this dangerous world without a God on my side. The Bible says, hear his word, believe his word, repent of your sin, confess your faith, get yourself baptized into Christ for the remission of your sin, and then be faithful unto death. And God said, I'll give you a crown of life. If there's somebody you need prayer for, we'll pray for those individuals. But remember, church, we are the church. Don't panic. 
God is at work. Let us stand at this time. King deep in sin, far from the faith. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. No one promised us another day. God didn't promise us another day. He just said there is an appointment day for all of us to leave here. But he didn't tell us when. Our God just wants us to be ready when he comes. I can hear somebody saying right now, Brother Phil, you saying that it's wrong for me to be my child's friend? Nope. I'm my children's friend, but I'm also their father. Amen. Amen. It's okay to be their friend, but they got to have some parental respect. Yes, right. yeah. Yeah. They got to have some limits. That's all we're saying here. And all Jesus is telling these men, y'all saw this great transfigure, but the rest of the world is not ready for it, so I need y'all to close it up. Hush up. Don't tell nobody. Amen. I know y'all feel like it. I know it was great. I know you want to tell it, but tell nobody. Amen. When I look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul saw so much. He saw so much. <laughs> God said, wait a minute. Paul said, Paul, I got to give you a thorn. I got to give you a thorn. I, th I know, I'll, don't tell nobody, but I better distract you because of the vision. Read the text. He said, because of the revelation, they was given to me a thorn in the flesh. That means he saw some stuff that was, was going to be hard to hold it in. So God said, I know that I love you. I got to distract you. You can get yourself in trouble. I got to distract you. And give him a thorn in the flesh. Let us be the people that no matter what happens in this world, let us not run for cover like the world, but let us run to the arms of Jesus. Amen. Let us run to the hands of the God that holds heaven and earth in his hands. Amen. Let us run to the refuge and the author and the finisher of our faith. Let us run right there. And if you're out there, you ought to run right now up front and get yourself baptized into Christ. I wouldn't even walk. I run up here. In this dangerous world we live in, it is, if you don't see that we're in trouble, it is a mental impossibility not to see what's going on. But you got to make the decision because you're going to have to deal with God one day. Let us sing one more stanza. Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely saved. He with me. Don't panic when God is at work.